I thank God for this opportunity to come behind this sacred desk, begin to deliver the word that God has placed upon my heart. I'm glad God has confirmed his word. Even in the worship service, he's confirmed that he's here to meet someone's need tonight. And thank you, Truth Church, for responding to the need in the house, giving your worship unto an almighty Savior that deserves every bit of it. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to continue to pray for Bishop and Sister Riggin as they travel. They have a lot of miles they put on the last couple of days. And a short turnaround and a lot of miles back home. We want to remember to pray for them. And Brother Hilton's traveling. Those that are still at home sick, we want God to reach down and touch them, minister healing into their life, and bring them back to the house of God. We need the body complete. Amen. We want to worship God together. It felt good here on Sunday night having many back in service, but we want God to continue to do a work in this house because he has a plan. It's not just to get us together on a Tuesday night Bible study, but he has a plan. And it's for those around us, not just us, but he's wanting us to see lives changed all around us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. If you could get your Bibles, we're going to turn to a passage of Scripture that Bishop preached from this Sunday. And I promise you I had most of my notes already prepared and in place. And then he got up and preached what he did. So you get to hear some of these verses more than once. But I want God to reach down and touch in his word, just like he promises he will do. I want God to minister in the house tonight. All of those that are listening online, we so appreciate your attendance. And if you could just throw an amen, hallelujah, praise God, something out there. And the chat, just let everybody know you're there. We will sure welcome your presence in the service with us. Amen. In Genesis chapter 1, in verse 1, we'll be reading through verse 12. It says, And in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5, And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament under, from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gatherings together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And the verse of scripture I want us to pay close attention to. We'll be spending some time talking about is verse 11 and 12. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, the herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Amen. If you could lay your Bibles down, let's lift our hands unto heaven, asking God to touch and anoint, continue in this service, 
Let his word bring forth fruits in each and every one of our hearts tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you, Master. God, your word to reach down and touch us, God. God, I ask you to continue to move through your word. Allow us, God, to continue in your presence. Allow that God to reach down and touch the needs in this house. God, we know you're here with us. And God, you fight every battle for us. We ask you, God, to reach down and minister in this house tonight. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to spend a few moments talking about verse 11 and 12 because I want us to have a little bit further understanding of this passage of Scripture. And these verses stand out to me uh, for a good reason. We look at these preceding verses of Scripture. We see where God spoke the Word. We're in the days following into day three. And we see things occurring and happening, transpiring just at the word of God. And God spoke this world into existence. It was all about the power of his word. And everything that God orchestrated, everything that he put in place had a purpose. There is a lot that we could jump off into in these passages of scripture I want us to try to stay focused in this area for now. And by reading through the first part of creation, we have a little bit more of a setting of our passage of Scripture tonight for us to study. And excuse me. So we will be going through several verses of Scripture in Genesis, and then we'll jump around just for a moment. And I want to take us back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11 and 12. God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so, and the earth brought forth grass. It responded to the word that God commanded. It didn't have a choice. It existed because he spoke. And the product that came from the earth appeared because he spoke Again, and the herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Prior to God speaking these words, and Bishop did a marvelous job Sunday morning delivering the word of God and preaching about how the dry land appeared, and all of that brought together with baptism and the beautiful story of what God had placed there for us from the very beginning, the example that he placed through Scripture for us to have baptism. But I want to talk to us just a few moments about, I don't have a title for this just yet, but I want to talk to us about what God did in this very moment. When he took what was dry, what was something that didn't have any, um, I guess, beautiful attributes of vegetation upon it, but he placed something there based upon his word. And he said, when he spoke it into existence, it says at the end, and God saw that it was good. That means it did what he wanted it to do, and it was exactly to his specifications. It didn't waver. It wasn't shy just a little bit. But there was nothing out of sorts with what was delivered based upon his word. And prior to this, as we know, the soil was laid out before him. And it was the beautiful canvas 
that was called earth. And there was nothing that was by accident all throughout creation. Everything, as I said before, had a purpose. Everybody say purpose. And we read that God's word was powerful enough to speak the fruit-bearing trees, the grasses, the herbs into existence. What I find fascinating is that by him simply speaking their word of their title of what they are and the, the description of them being herb and, uh, herbs and, and the, the grasses and the trees, by them simply being spoken by God, he already knew they would produce. Because he says, I want them to produce after their kind. I want the fruit trees that bear the fruit with seed inside of it. It will produce because I said it will. It's going to happen because God said it will. He didn't do just a one and done. The trees, the grasses, the, the herbs, the vegetation flourished across the surface of the earth. And it was necessary for it to sustain man and land animals. And they were to be sustained by this very act of creation as God put a carpet of vegetation that would provide for them every day. And God created the perfect environment for man and animals to live. And everything they needed to survive, and more importantly, for them to thrive, was already in place for them. The will of God is not that any of his children to flounder around in place wondering what they should be doing in the kingdom of God. Nor is it someone who's hungry for God to flounder around and not understand what it takes to be saved. But God's going to send a preacher. God's going to send a Bible study their way. God's going to send an invitation to the house of God to bring completion to them so the word can speak life into what is a barren wasteland. That is the purpose of the word of God. It speaks life. It completes purpose. It lets people stand back and say, there's nothing that I can do on my own. Because when you only have dirt and water, you only have mud. But when God's word has a harvest in it, when he steps on the scene and begins to speak into your life, it begins to live. It begins to have character. It begins to have a reason to get up every day. It begins to feed others. And if there is a place that it seems repetitious, I'll just give you something that I found out in my very own experience. Most of the time, if you find repetition in your walk with God or where you're at in life, it's a test you have to pass. You're not going to get moved along just because you gave it the old college try. In order for you to progress in the kingdom of God, you have to pass the test that is before you even in this very moment tonight. You can feel like I always keep doing the same thing over and over and keep beating my head against the wall. Why don't you step back and prepare a little harder for the exam that God is trying to present for you instead of just saying this is all I know to do step back and say God what do you want me to do let him lead you and guide you let his light 
be upon your path in life. This is what I find interesting. The Bible doesn't say that seeds were planted and that the next cycle of the harvest came around and trees popped up and started getting fruit and the latter part apples appeared in the fall. And We don't find that there was a winter wheat. We don't find that there was anything mentioned about the seasons. But based upon what the Word of God says, it appeared. It was trees, grass, and herbs. The seeds were not just walk. God didn't walk through with the seeds and sprinkle them out as one, but His Word brought them into existence. And every need was supplied by the power of God's Word. And Dr. Albert Barnes brings out into light a few things that I will try to highlight and summarize a few of his comments. He says that God created the dry land to appear in preparation of the vegetation. The soil was not created to be a waste or desolate land. It was created with purpose in mind to form the very beginning potential. And people look in their lives and wonder what their purpose is. And all they see is a vast wasteland. And they ask the question that has passed through each and every one of our minds, what is my purpose in life? What am I doing? How did I get to this very place I'm at right now? But we look at it. There's this never-ending potential. If they could only see what God wants to do in your life tonight. And God, using principles from His Word, only needs one more day to change from dry soil to a carpet of thriving vegetation. He only needs one day. And for somebody here tonight, today is that day. You just need to listen to the voice of God and obey it just as creation did. You, as being created by God, should listen to the voice of God that He's trying to speak to someone tonight. And at the mention of the word from God, the land begins to assume the form of beauty and fertility. And its bare and rough soil is rich with bacteria and germs and all the organic things that made it just flourish. And what you think is all the things that's dragging you down in life it is your testimony that God is preparing, that He's mixing in with the dryness of your soul, the barrenness of your heart. God's trying to give you the reason that you can get up from an old-fashioned altar after being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and being baptized in His name. You get up and say, thank God, as we sang, about the blood of Jesus Christ. Because now it has rinsed me, it has cleansed me, it has purified me. And I walk on the victories that God has placed in my life. It's no longer a barren wasteland. But it's vegetation that someone can walk by and see and say, what's different about you? What's so odd? Why are you so different? You don't talk the way you used to talk. You don't walk the way you used to walk. I never see you at your normal haunts. And you say, oh, oh taste and see that the Lord is good. 
and let me tell you about my testimony. And God turns that wasteland into something that's a utopia and you walk in it because you know he cares for you. Your purpose is already in place. It is just waiting for you to heed the voice of God. Now we'll go through a couple of these examples of the days we see in day one. Light was created because God said, let there be light. God revealed on this canvas. He revealed it and let light shine upon this marble of water and began to show and reveal what he was going to do. It was before even the universe was created. And he made it very clear that it was this place that we call earth, this planet that we inhabit, this was his focus. And it still is his focus. It is the plan of God. The love of God would saturate all of creation that he had made and encompass this place we call earth. And on day two, as Bishop taught so beautifully about the atmosphere that was created. And it had to be in a specific order and charged with its treasure of vapor and where plants could uh, commence the progress of growth and even through uh, the stimulated, even though stimulated by the influence of light and heat, we see that they began to be brought into, they would have the perfect atmosphere for them to be brought into existence. And then what we have been talking about day three, Dry land appears, and the grass and the herbs and the fruit trees. And the waters must be drawn from the portion of the solid surface before the plants could be placed in the ground, and the land is revealed, and God speaks plants and everything into existence. It was the very same soil that his tears and his blood would eventually fall and cascade down off of his human body and fall to earth and make a difference for each and every one of us. And when all of these conditions, I missed one, day four, we find that the universe was created on day four. The sun, the moon, the stars, everything that we look out beyond the galaxies, these special elements that were brought into play to indicate time and seasons was created on day four. And then when we look at all of the conditions that were fulfilled and the plants themselves were called into existence and the very first cycle of creation is completed when everything appears, this is what I find fascinating. This was before the sun was in place because it says let there be light. And this was before there was the planets that were created. This is before the stars and everything was put in place. This was the plants that needed the growth of the sun. But looking back through the order of creation, we see the planets were placed the day after the rays of sun began to fall upon the surface of the earth. And this is what I really love about the Word of God. It goes to great lengths to prove that God is greater than anything. 
Because people can worship the sun, the planet, as a god. But my God is greater because his word alone sustained life by just his word alone. His word just speaking light, revealing the canvas, bringing up the surface of earth, placing vegetation, and his word sustained life. Before the first process of growth from the heat of the sun and everything that could go through the life of the surface of the earth, of the seasons, before that was even brought in, life was held in the power of the word of God. We are the plan of God. And from the very beginning of creation, we know that God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has spoken us into existence. He's the one who has bled and died for each and every one of us. He cares for us. And from the very beginning of creation, He made every step with us in mind. Humanity. You see, when we go and look at verse 11 and 12, he brings out the grass, the seed, I'm sorry, the herb, and then the fruit trees. And it wasn't just so it would look pretty. He had a specific reason in mind. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 29, this is at the end of day 6, God said, Behold, I have given you, he's talking to man, he's talking to the beast of the field and the air, saying, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, and in the which, in, in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. When you think God has forgotten all about you, he provides. Remember, he has prepared this place for you. Now, I want you to not be so general, vague, or so nondescript in where you're at today. But God has prepared your trial for you. God, as we sang, every mountain, every valley, he's prepared it for you. And it's for you to thrive, for you to sustain and feed others. We read in Psalms chapter 104 and verse 14, it says he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and the herb for the service of man that he may bring forth food out of the earth. You see a God that knows how to provide for you. He places the grasses and the vegetation upon the earth for your benefit. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 30, it says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not, not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? It's all hinged upon the word of God. And everybody under the sound of my voice, God has a plan for your life. And there are places that God will take us and allow us to go and grow and flourish. It's the valleys, the mountains, the prairies, the deserts. God knows where to take us so we can grow in his presence. He knows how to place us in environments that strip us away 
and allow our true self to be revealed so God can reach down and change your life. It's him that moves and we have our being. It's in him that we can trust in. Now we have several verses of scripture in Psalms chapter 37. I'll read a few of these. In Psalms chapter 37, verses 1 through 3, it says a psalm of David. He's talking about how he will not forget, forsake his saints. But in Psalm 37, verse 1, it says a psalm of David. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land. Verily, thou shalt be fed. When we read this verse of scripture in verse 3, so shalt thou dwell in the land. It's instructing to abide safely or securely in the land. Perhaps it may have been referencing the promised land. But there are some principles that we can draw from in our examples today from the Word of God. We are to abide and be calm and secure in knowing where God has placed us. Sometimes we get comfortable in life because this is just all we know. But God doesn't want us to be comfortable. There's a battle that we have to fight. There is a war that must have victory as the outcome. And it requires each and every one of us to be ready and available unto his beckoning call. And when we read about passages of scripture like this, it's telling us to feast on the bountiful blessings which are received from the hand of God. It's not to make us spoiled or it's not to make us so content we don't want to go out and fight but it's to make us strong it's to make us to where when we hear the trumpet sound when we hear the call to battle just like in this very service we are in tonight when our worship is called upon by a god who gave of himself but he stepped into this house and says there's a need in this house i want to fill He's wanting somebody to leave this house knowing there are bountiful blessings that they need to receive and it's in the house of God. It's in the house of bread that we abide in today. We read on in this very same verse of scripture in verse 3 and it says, Verily thou shalt be fed. The word here, verily, it is referenced as truth and the meaning is that we should seek after truth the literal meaning is feed on truth and that is to seek after truth find delight in it let it be the food for your soul let truth sustain you it's sad to say that so many people live their life in a lie Everything they believe of others that's told to them from others, they believe it. The things the devil has convinced them. But the Bible's telling us that if you will be content where I've called you to be, 
and you feast upon truth, you will be fed. We know this because there's a following verse of Scripture. don't have it, but I'll just read it in verse 4. It says, delight thyself also in the Lord. How do you do that? You're delighting yourself in being fed by truth. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. That's what verse 4 says. But you've got to be content in the place he's put you first. You've got to want what he's trying to feed you first in order for you to be content. There's nothing that's more filling, more fulfilling, if I could say it this way, than home-cooked food. If you ever go out to eat and you sit there and you get a meal and it's subpar and you sit there and say, I could have made something better than this. Why did I even pay $20 for this plate? Because I could have made it for half the price and it would have been twice as good. It wouldn't have been cold. It wouldn't have been my order wouldn't have been messed up. God wants you to feel the same way about the church. This is home cooking. This is where you come get fed. It's from this sacred desk that the word of God comes over and compels us and say, listen, taste and see that the Lord is good. He wants us to feast upon his goodness, rest in his grace. He wants us to gather in the place where we fight our battles. And he wants us to say, be content. And knowing whom you believe, dwell in the land. And quit looking out and trying to say, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. It's not. It's that calm assurance that you're being fed by God himself. Psalms chapter 100 and verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. God, we know that he's the shepherd of our soul. He is the good shepherd. He's the one who looks out for us. But guess what the shepherd gets to do at his discretion? He chooses the pasture. He chooses what you eat and graze upon. And if you're here without the Holy Ghost, I can tell you it's five star. It's out of this world of what God can do. He can reach down and I'm telling you when it all seems hopeless, when it seems like your life is just at its wit's end, God can reach in and change your situation. When you are consumed with worry, doubt, fear, not knowing what's going to happen, God can reach down as you come down to an altar and he can change your perspective on life. Just a few days ago, a week ago today, I was praying a prayer. Man, it seemed dark. It just seemed just weighing upon my mind and my spirit. I'm not sure if anyone's ever picked up one of the Weighted blankets that everybody seems to be having and had around for several years. Weighted blankets, not just like the normal blanket. But when it falls upon you, you feel like it's got 15 pounds or 20 pounds of weight in it and just gives you that comfort. And It was the opposite for me. And I began to pray, and that weight was so heavy upon my heart. 
And God reached down and began to help me and strengthen me. You say, oh, you, Brother Golf, you have a problem like that? Yes, Brother Golf has problems like that. And I've never had this happen before in my life. But I'll be transparent. I was sitting here praying, and all of a sudden, God just changed my perspective. It was as if the doctor said, which is better, one or two? And I said, that one's better. And as I begin to sit here on this altar, and God changed my perspective, I began to laugh and said, devil, you thought you had me. And just the presence of God just fell upon my body. My spirit just thrived. And I began to feast on his goodness. And I begin to laugh and say, devil, you thought you had me down for the count. And I laughed and I laughed and I pointed at him and joy unspeakable flooded through my heart. And I said, God, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Guess what he did, saints? He put me in his pasture. He said, why don't you graze here for just a little bit? Why don't you eat on my goodness here for a little bit? Why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever? And I ate and I ate and I walked out the door and I said, God, don't let this ever leave my spirit. I want to hold this and embrace this. And I said, I want to feast on this. And I called Sister Goff. I said, you'll never believe what happened. But I started dying laughing in the middle of prayer. God gives victory if you just bring it to him and lay it down at his feet. God will change your perspective and he's here tonight saying, what do you think? One or two? The world and all their lies and their corruption and everything you think you need. But why don't you flip the, the lens over and say, now this is what I want to see. The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro, not seeking whom he may devour, but reaching down into the lives and the souls of those around us, and even into this very church and saying, oh, just lean over here. Let me give you some of this. I created this valley at creation. I spoke this grass into existence. This pasture is mine, and it's all yours if you just walk with me. What about your conversation now? And if you were stand together with God himself and look over your life, and if he was to place his arm around your shoulders and say, can you give me one more day? Would one more day help you when you think this is your last and you've lost all hope? What if I give you one more day? Because today is a brand new day. The past is under the blood. You've been redeemed by the payment of love. Free to rejoice in this day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Even when it looks like dirt at my feet, tomorrow is victory. 
Tomorrow, just one more day. We read the beautiful passages of scriptures for inspiration. Psalms chapter 23. A psalm of David. The Lord, he is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You have to commit to this to receive this. It can't be just a one-time experience. But if you're going to walk with him and you're going to talk with him, it's a lifelong commitment. It's not just get a band-aid for your sin, but he cleanses you and makes you whole once again. And those still waters that he wants to walk us by, it's that same voice that spoke at creation. It's that same spirit of God that came upon the waters at creation. It's that same spirit that walks into your life and says, peace, be still. It's more than just a little inspirational song. It's a promise. I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. I will be with you always, always. I will take you in green pastures. Always, I will restore your soul. Always, I will lead you in paths of righteousness. Always, and even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with me because he made that valley for my trial to make me flourish. He made that valley for me to depend upon him and say, God, I need to laugh at the devil today. I need to look the devil in the eye and say you didn't get me when you thought you did. I need to be able to say I got victory. Victory shall be mine. And it's mine and I've seized it. I've held to it. And surely and goodness shall follow me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I have to give him something. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It all hinges upon the word of God. Can our musicians come this evening? You may feel like God has forgotten all about you, but his word says, I have created this place for your trial. It's when he speaks that everything changes. He spoke his might, his strength, his forgiveness, his love, his mercy into your situation tonight. And he says, just give me one more day. And all you've been making is mud balls. But God wants to make you flourish in him and feel his presence. Just trust on him. Lean on his everlasting arms because we know his word is forever settled in heaven.
Last verse of scripture as we stand tonight. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35. It says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. The preaching of the cross is for your salvation. It's never faded. It's never diminished. It's never lost its power as we sing about tonight. His blood is still rich and full. And it wants to help someone tonight. Can we lift our hands and magnify him. Thanking him for what he wants to do in our lives tonight. We ask you God to reach down and touch our hearts. Minister God in every need of every saint. Every sinner alike, God, reach down and touch those that are hungry for you, desiring you, God. You have brought us to a place to feed us. Oh, can we come in and present our hearts unto him? Can we magnify him for his goodness? Hallelujah. We have time, saints. We're a little early. But God wants to reach down and give someone the strength. And if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you tonight. I promise you, if you'll just trust in his word if you just give him one more day and let him fill your heart with his peace let him speak faith into your heart tonight let him give the strength that only he can give oh master we thank you savior hallelujah hallelujah we thank you let's talk to him saints